0: jesus i tell you it's just it's amazing how the holy spirit just how he just begins to speak to our hearts isn't it just amazing i it just it doesn't it shouldn't shock us but it just is it just amazes me and he is so good he's so good and this morning i i do want to talk about prayer this morning and uh We've been on the Armor of God series, and that's really going to come to a a conclusion today. At the end of that, in Ephesians chapter 6, you go through that armor of God, and you get to a verse 18, and in my opinion, that's a secret weapon that lies in that armor of God right there, and it's not so secret, but Paul doesn't. Compare it to any kind of imagery with a, with a soldier. But if I was to compare it, I would probably compare it to a lance. Anybody know what a lance is in here today? Are there any lances in the audience today? I know some lances. <laughs> but I'm talking about a weapon lance. And if it were me and I was to write that, I would probably compare prayer to a lance. And I would take that, and I would throw that at the enemy, and I would assault him with prayer, and it is a powerful, powerful weapon. So Ephesians chapter six, eighteen, it brings us there this morning in this series, and if you would throw that up there for me, JC, in the English Standard Version. It says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And so today we want to talk about prayer, if that's all right. Can I share with you something that I read from Charles Spurgeon? This is a passage out of one of his writings, and I thought it was So fitting for this morning. And I'd like to share that with you. Charles Spurgeon writes, Prayer is the never-failing response of the Christian in any case, in every plight. When you cannot use your sword, you may take up the weapon of prayer. Your powder may be damp. Your bowstring may be relaxed, but the weapon of prayer needs never be out of order. Satan laughs at the javelin, but he trembles at prayer. Swords and spears need to be sharpened, but prayer never rusts. And when we think about it, most blunt, it cuts the best. Prayer is an open door. That no one can shut. Devils may surround you on all sides, but the way upward is always open. And as long as that road is unobstructed, you will not fall into the enemy's hand. We can never be taken by siege or invasion as long as heavenly help can come down to us and relieve us in the time of our necessities. Prayer is never out of season, in summer and in winter. Its merchandise is precious. Prayer gains audience with heaven in the dead of night, in the middle of business, in the heat of noonday, in the shades of evening, in every condition, whether poverty or sickness or obscurity or slander or doubt. Your covenant with God will welcome your prayer and answer it from his holy place. And prayer is never futile. True prayer is always true power. You may not always get what you ask, but you shall always have your real needs supplied. When God does not answer his children according to the letter, he does so according to the spirit. If you ask for cornmeal, will you be angry because he gives you fine flour? If you seek physical health, should you complain? If instead he makes your sickness result in your spiritual health. Is it not better to have the cross sanctified than removed? This morning my soul, do not forget to offer your petition and request for the Lord is ready to grant your desires. It's a powerful passage from Charles Spurgeon. This morning... I want to share with you for the next few minutes some strategies when praying. Is that all right this morning? We just pray. Father, thank you. We thank you for your word that we read this morning. God, we thank you for your presence that we feel in this place. You're here right in the middle of this, and we're so honored and grateful. And now, Father, for your word that is alive, I pray that it just begins to touch hearts and minds. As it, This is just a reminder of the importance of prayer and how it is essential to the believer. It's vital. It's of um, utmost importance, prayer. It is a weapon. Our communication is. With you. And Father, we know that your word says that we can come boldly into the throne room. And so, Father, we thank you that we can share to share over the next few minutes of your word and about prayer. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I use the word essential. In describing prayer, because in class today, a young man, I asked what they think about prayer. And they said it was essential. And he knows who I'm talking about. He's smiling at me back there. It is essential today, isn't it? How many of you know this about prayer, that you find yourself sometimes... You know that prayer is so powerful and it is a weapon. But if we were all honest in here today and we would be vulnerable before one another, you would know that for some and sometimes and in seasons of life, that prayer is something that seems like it's just a battle to pray. Sometimes it feels like it's a just a, if anything could come up in your mind or distract you when you go to pray, that it will come up. Anybody ever been there? To where you, where you sit down and you think, I want to, or, or maybe you are, are, are purposeful and you say, I'm going to start my day off tomorrow as soon as I get up and I'm going to pray And you get up and everything comes to your mind. And before you know it, you didn't spend that time in prayer. You know? Isn't it true? It's true. And and prayer is such a vital, it's essential because it is our communication with the Father, isn't it? Prayer is not to be seen as a a, a rule or it's a, a thing that we have to do. And a, and a checkoff list, right? I, I think early on sometimes it can almost come across as that you got these certain checkoffs, you know, that you have to do. It's like, it's like almost a law type of a thing, right? It's almost like, well, if I, no, it, it is just an honor to be able to do that, right? It really is. It's, a, it's an honor to sit down. If you think about it that way, what a true honor it is. Can I, can I just sit here for a moment like this? What, a, what an honor it is to be able to just be wherever, right? Wherever in your day. You could be driving down the road and be praying to the Lord, right? How many have had some really awesome prayer time cruising down the highway? And aren't you thankful that at least in my car I have a button that will keep me between the lines, right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, whoever in Hyundai who created that. Well, they probably didn't. They probably got it from somebody else, right? My little Elantra, I can set that mode. And I can get lost. To, oh, oh, yeah, you're all going to be around me now. You're going to see me in that little black car with the windows tinted, and you can't see me, right? I'm cruising up and down the highway just having some good talks with the Lord, right? You're just cruising along, and next thing you know, you find yourself going 20 miles or 30 miles, especially if you have a long trip, and, and if you're solo or if you're with, a, with somebody, and you're just, maybe you're sharing and you're, you're praying or you're whatever, and it's just, it's just amazing. See, wh- what I'm trying to get to is this, is that prayer is just should be so natural, shouldn't it? It should be just a natural part of life. Whenever I sit down to talk to the Lord, I don't start reading in King James. I, I don't talk to him, thou dost thou. I, I just talk to him like I give him honor because he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the great creator. He, he's the great God. And, and when I sit down and talk to him, I just share my heart. He knows it anyway, right? He knows it, but that's, how, that's what he wants from us is just to sit down and just to talk to him. Right? I've got a wonderful spot. And I don't want to share it because maybe you guys will take it. And there is plenty of room out there. But last week, yeah, Jay's taking notes. (laughs) Last week, I I think I shared with you that I had a place um, out here. It's called Bass Lake. I don't know if it was last week. I think I shared it when I was talking about how I really connected nature, you know, and I know some others in here just by talking with you, you really connect in nature, and uh, I have a place out there that I just, I'm just sitting out there along in my, it's cold outside, I'll sit in my vehicle, and I'll just sit out there and watch over the lake, it's just a beautiful place of scenery, but I feel so much peace there, you know, and maybe you have a room in your house, or maybe a place on your property, I knew a lady that, she has a place in her barn, and that's really her place that she goes to. And I've heard other people, they have a place in the woods at a, this old tree stump. And, you know, there's just a place out there that I like to go. And I've really heard, you know, and it doesn't have to be just that place. It's, the significance isn't on the place. It's just the significance is my time with the Lord. And it's just a place that I can just really connect. I, and I've been on a job before you know hammering away on some siding right or laying some carpet somewhere and just thinking of the lord and praying and so it's all just about spending that time with him and in that verse it says at all times and for the for a while in my christianity i thought how in the world can i pray at all times or when the scripture says Pray without ceasing, right? It's like I can't just do that. I I just can't spend every moment of my time just in prayer like what we would think, right? Now, I know some of y'all know this already, okay? But it's just that whenever I think about the Lord, and I I don't have it's not like I have to go and, and have the right music to play, or I don't have the right location. I don't have all have to have all those things in order just to have that conversation with the Lord. Right. right? Those things are nice and I do have those times, but that praying without ceasing, it's I'll always have an open communication with the Father. Right? right. It's like I always I can I can come to him at any time and his thoughts are on my thoughts, his thoughts are on my thoughts, you know, it's just like a connection there, right? right. Anybody been there? Would you raise your hand? You know what I'm talking about this morning, you know? And it doesn't seem like it's like that all the time, but just having that time of prayer, it is essential. And I got this strategy, these, these things I want to share with you, if that's all right, over the next few minutes. And um, the first one I really want to just pull out here is being faith-filled when you pray, Right? Right? When being faith-filled when you pray. Like like when you pray, like you, you know that when scripture says that the faith of the side of a mustard seed can move a mountain, right? Like it, it's like it's it's filling you up that you you serve a great God. Right? Doesn't, doesn't faith fill you whenever you think about that you are talking. To the one who just spoke out and said, let there be light. And there was light. You know, it has to do something in you whenever you begin to speak the name Jehovah. Right? When you begin to say Yahweh. Or you say Adonai. Or whatever you say. uh, El Shaddai. I don't use words like that a lot when I'm praying. I just go to him and say, oh Lord, right? Lord, I... you're so good god Uh, god i i love you so much and you're faithful right and then whatever it is we're praying about at that specific time but it's just an adoration and when you look over into the gospels whenever the disciples came and they were asking jesus they could have asked him anything they could have been like hey how do i cast out you know a demon or or how do i heal the sick but when they came up to jesus they were like teach us how to pray because, you know, John, he, he taught his, you know, disciples how to pray. Jesus, teach us how to, how to pray, Jesus, because we want to know how to pray. And you can go through that Lord's Prayer and, and see the model of prayer and, and just see how that just kind of unfolds. And I don't sit down and just pray the Lord's Prayer over and over, right? And that's all right if you pray the Lord's Prayer. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's not how I pray. I just talk to him. But I want faith to be, I want to be filled with faith when I come before him in prayer. Knowing that he is the God that is bigger, right? He can raise your dead life. Isn't he the same one that raised Jesus from the dead? He can raise dead dreams. Huh? You know that to be true. He can raise a dead marriage. Absolutely can. He can raise a dead career and give it new life we got to fill our prayers with faith that God is bigger than your problems. God is bigger than your past. God is bigger than your future. God is bigger than your doubts. God is bigger than your fears. God is bigger than your sins. God is bigger than your hurts. God is bigger than your emotions. God is bigger than your questions. God is bigger than your circumstances. God is bigger than your feelings. God is bigger than your depression. God is bigger than your anxiety. Anybody else feeling this this morning? Your feelings of isolation, God is bigger. God is bigger than your anger. God is bigger than your shame, your pain. God is bigger than your disappointment. God is bigger than your regrets. God is bigger than your failures. God is bigger than your wounds. And God is bigger than your problems. We've got to remind those problems how big our God is. Yes. Yes. Hey, Amen. Yeah. The second thing we, we need to do, a strategy in prayer is pray decisively. Pray, pray targeted prayers, right? Yeah. Pray prayers that aren't just a miss. Yes. And don't pray as a uh, one who is, uh, well, they call that in Scripture, it's uh, double-minded. Thank you. It, it just slipped me. I, I could see the Scripture, but I couldn't get the word, right? But not praying double-mindedly. Don't be going and, 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 and saying, I, I want to pray, you know, uh, like if I, I was to say this, right? If I was going and praying, God, you know, heal me in my kidneys, Right? Right? God, heal me in my kidneys. And then I was going to go talk to somebody and saying, oh, guess what? They say, I got an irreversible kidney problem. Sure. You, you see what we're doing there? Yeah. It's speaking double-minded. Yes. And I'm just using that as a reference, as, as something that is personal to me. Right? right. I'm not going to be saying, oh, God, heal me in my kidneys or whatever the issue might be. And then they go like, well, they can't do it. I mean, they said they, you know, there's no way. Maybe to, the, the, to the, the doctors, but the great physician, absolutely there's a way. He is the great healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. I recently read um, Jack uh, Hayford. I don't know how many are familiar with Jack Hayford, but um, this has been a few years back. And they had the war on, the, uh, on drugs, like the drug war, you know. And uh, he just felt like he was led... Uh, in his ministry to really just wage war on the drug war right and he had a call uh, to his uh, church and uh, just was in like spiritual warfare and prayer uh, against um, the drug industry and uh, it was really cool You know, some people believe in coincidences and things like that. No, absolutely not. I don't either. Because, you know, a righteous man availeth much, right, according to the Scripture. Uh, You know, Elijah, what did he do? he done a lot of things. But he prayed that it wouldn't rain. Right? And guess what? It didn't rain for three and a half years. And then he prayed, and then it rained. I'm going to pray that this thing stays in my back pocket. It broke. I'll just stick it in my back pocket, JC. We'll fix that later. I don't know where the thing went. All right. <laughs> but, but Elijah prayed. Uh, he prayed. Speaking of Elijah, right? He prayed that fire would come down and consume something, didn't he? I mean, throughout the Bible, there's so many wonderful instances where God done amazing thing things through people's prayers, right? They were specific prayers that they were offering up. They were being very specific. Well, Jack Hayford prayed, they got together and they, they had a call on prayer. And guess what? In two weeks' time, now I don't believe in coincidences, but in two weeks' time, they had the largest drug bust in our country. $20 million worth of drugs sent from Columbia, intercepted. That's amazing. That's amazing, isn't it? I, I don't let anything like that just slide by. That's God. I truly believe it's God. And when we become very specific in our prayers and decisive in our prayers, we pinpoint that. It's like, it's like laser focus, isn't it? Have you ever been just lasered focused on something? I'll tell you what. God is a God of specifics. He definitely is. He is a God of specifics. And he loves it when you come to him with specifics. Right? Detailed. So I just want to encourage you in that this morning, a strategy of prayer is to be specific in your prayers. Pray the particulars. God calls us to pray about everything. When the wedding ran low of of wine, right? Right? When Mary came to Jesus, and she didn't say, hey, Jesus, help us. She's like, you know, we need more wine, right? She was specific about the the issue, the particulars. It's a serious prayer when you pray specifically. If I were to ask you, hey, do you mind if I come over to your house sometime, right? Matt. if I was to say, hey, do you mind if I come over to your house sometime? Matt would probably say yes, because he's that kind of guy, right? He'd just be like, yeah, come on over, right? Come on over. But if I said, man, I'm coming over Friday, and I got to talk to you, there is a difference about that. Because I might just be like, I'm going to come over sometime. Brother Bond, I, I, I need to come over sometime. But I'm like, I need to come over tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock at your house. I want to be there, right? So the, it's just the specifics with God. I love that. I love that I can get so particular with God, Right? And we can just sit down and have that conversation with him and get very, very particular. The third thing I want to share with you, a strategy, is to pray with boldness. Ah, we can come boldly, right? James 5, 16 through 18, I want to read that to you. It says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man of nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it may not rain for three and six months, and it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruits. All right? I don't think when Elijah was praying that he was just, I don't know, I'm being, Dina likes to use the word facetious. I don't even know if that's the correct term here, but I like that word, so I'm going to use it. Uh, but I can't imagine when, when Elijah, does it fit? I don't know. But... But Elijah, I can't imagine Elijah, you know, being there and then praying that, that, he didn't pray a wimpy prayer is what I'm saying, right? He wasn't like, is he done it? Is he, is he? he wasn't like praying with one eye open like, well, I hope he does this because I'm going to be in real bad trouble if he don't, you know? He, he prayed because he knew. He knew and he was bold in his prayer because he knows the one he's praying to, you know? And he had spent time with him, Right? Uh, bold praying is is what we need in our in our life um, it's confidence it shows trust in god's ability doesn't it if i come up to somebody and i'm praying for healing it's 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 faith filled because i believe that god can do that right when you come up along somebody and you shore them up in prayer and when you're praying for them we don't come wimp Ish in our prayer. We come boldly because we know that He is the God who is great, right? If, if I come up behind you and I'm brand, it means I believe that God can do it. Amen, right? Anybody happy in here this morning? Anybody serving a great God? We are, we are. I love it because everybody in here, I told the youth in there this morning, we were talking about prayer, and it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't like I wasn't trying my sermon out on them, okay? Uh, kind of it's a good thing to do. But I was telling them, I said, can you imagine, you know, the billions of people on the earth, and we were all talking to him at once, and he still can sort all that out, yeah. right? He can still sort it out. I say, I got two people talking to me, and I can't concentrate, right? Yeah. I can't. I can't do it. I, I, you know, Aaron, if you're talking to me, and I'm really engrossed in what you're saying, and then Layla comes over here, and she's trying to tell me what's going on at the ramp, I'm like, uh, I can't do both at the same time. I can't. But there's a great God who can. And he's omnipresent. He's omniscient. So he knows. And that's the thing is I can come to him with a very minute thing where I think it just doesn't mean much at all. And God's like, bring it to me. Bring it to me, Raji, because I love you that much. You're my son, right? He's saying, I am your father, and I want to give you great things. I want to pour it out on you, right? That's the God we serve. Don't Don't let unanswered prayer in that room keep you from believing that. Just because you have an unanswered prayer does not mean he's not listening. Because he is. I have unanswered prayers. I have to have those things that God has not met yet in my own life, Church. Just like you all. But he's still a great God, and he's faithful, and I know that he hears me. Come to him in boldness. There's no need to be sheepish about asking God for what you want and what he's already promised in his word. When it lines up with his word, you don't have to be sheepish when you go to him. The fourth thing is, we have to pray from a position of love, don't we? A position of love. I'm not, there's, there's things that I pray about. You know, it's, it, it would be so easy for me if I, if I would allow it to let the things of this world that I see that's happening, it, it would be, it, not easy, because I don't want it to sound that easy, but it, I could see if I wasn't careful that I could, I could see the things of the world and in the way the world's going, right? And, and I would be like, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send that fire down. Bring your wrath, God. Bring your judgment. Right? You you all just going to let me sit up here and like, uh, uh, maybe, you know what I mean. Because it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I want you to get him. The heathens, get him. Right? I'm so thankful he wasn't like that with me. Oh, man, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. And my prayers, they, they have to come from a place of love. Love. He is love. God is love. So it's, it's, a, it's a genuine love for people and for others. It has to come from that love. The position of love. And the, the last one I want to share with you this morning we have to pray from a place of transparency. Right? Transparency. I didn't say it right the first time. Marla caught it. She was going to tell me. I could tell. Marla was trying to figure that one out in her mind, wasn't you? What did he say? I thought he said transparency, or did he say transparent? I know, I know. I know. We have to pray from a place of transparency, right? Vulnerability. That's what we have to do. He's all-knowing. We've already talked about that. He already knows the things that we struggle with, our, our needs. and You don't have to try to impress God with Bible knowledge or spirituality. Right. We don't have to do that. Right. Yeah. We just have to get honest with God. Yeah. You ever had that where you just get honest with God and you get raw with God? Yeah. <laughs> we just get raw with Him. It. It's like, God, this is where I'm at. You already know it, but... Ah, And those are uncomfortable times, aren't they? It's uncomfortable sometimes when you you get so real. (laughs) Sometimes we find it's easier to get real with a friend than with God, you know? It's like, he already knows it all, but it's like, wow, let's get real with you. Psalm 139, 23 through 24 says, search me, O God. Know my heart, try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. This that place of transparency with Him. These are just prayer strategies. You may have some that you could add to the list today. Those strategies. This last one, vulnerability, is a difficult one. It truly is it does require a great deal of humility and trust when you open yourself up to the Lord in that way. Because weakness can be hard to admit. It can be very hard to admit. Hmm. Trust me, I'm like most of you, and I, I don't like always what he reveals to me about myself. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? I'm going to leave you with that last one. These are just prayer strategies. To end cap in the armor of God, that great weapon of prayer. Because it is a truly great weapon. And as I look around the room, I see many prayer warriors. You may not consider yourself a prayer warrior, but I see many. You think about touching the hem of his garment with just a prayer of desperation. Mm. He's good. He's so good. I'm excited about what the Lord's doing here at AgHop. I'm super excited. We have great things in store. We do. We're coming through a season right now, but we're we're getting ready to move into a new one. We are. And we're excited about it. We're being prepared for it. We have been. We're being prepared as we speak, but I believe it's just on the verge, it's on the cusp. And I don't say that just to throw some hype around, but I am, I'm excited. And I hope that you're excited. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. It's going to be awesome, isn't it?